that is to let everybody in the business share in the success of the business. So the first thing that we did was we said, look, if you can help us make this bike go better, go faster, you know, if we can grow the business and be more profitable, you're going to win along with the owners of the business. So most, too many people are just doing the hard work and they think every business owner is pocketing all the benefit. But wait, there is more. Yes, there is more because you're going to hear me today as I drill down in asking these tough questions as far as when, where, how. All of this is going to be unpacked today as you listen to your delightful host the great interviewer himself, the one who is able to drill deep and ask the right questions. Because not everybody can do this. Only your trained and extremely talented and delightful podcast host like myself can do. And that's why you're going to stay tuned because you're going to get what it is you come from. Yes, my friend. Yes, my friend. My friend, my friend, my friend. We get a street job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So we are going to dig into that and you're going to hear more of that. So stay tuned. Make sure that you're strapped in as we get ready for blast off. So here we go. Welcome to the Kingsley Grant Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you become the leader everyone loves and wants to follow. Kingsley believes his leadership paradigm, emotelligence, the art of succeeding where others failed, is the key to achieving this status. On this show, Kingsley guides you through the uncharted waters of emotional intelligence and leadership essentials, with the guarantee that upon exit, you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another show. And it is from the show that's been voted number three on the top 15 podcast on emotional intelligence by Feedspot. And so I am excited that you are listening to one of the top shows right now. And I'm in the command center of the Emotelligent Leadership Institute, where I'm going to dig into the vault and get today's show so that what you've come for, you will have. So let me reach in right here and get today's show. There it is. I got it. I got it. And put it down right here. And now we can dive into today's show. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about a topic using a bike as a metaphor. Is a Kingsley a bike? Leadership? What do the two have together? <laughs> I'm glad you are curious, my friend. I am glad because you're going to hear our guest today, Rich Allen. He's going to break that down and share why it is that for him, a bike makes a perfect 
metaphor of how you as a leader can engage your people, inspire them, and get them to do their best work. How about that? That is a promise that's being made, and we're going to see if Rich is able to make to keep that promise. And you know what? He is not the typical, he's not the politician, let's put it that way. He's not the politician who says, promise made, promise kept. Whichever, you know, politician would say that. Not singling out anyone per se. He is a man who have been there, done that. And you have heard, and we're here in the introduction, you know, when I do that in- introduction. But he's giving you a taste of what is to come. So let me kind of get out of the way and not rain on his parade and let him convince you because I know he will now you don't need him to convince you right because you already are here because I have convinced you to be here on the Kings of Grand Show yours truly is a maestro at doing stuff like that right <laughs> okay so hey if you're here for the first time welcome to the Kings of Grand Show we are glad you're here and we've been waiting for you thank you for joining us here today and if this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, or umpteenth time, you know the drill. Man, I'm so grateful. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to make this show as successful as it is and continue to make it a success. So thank you. If you have not yet gone and given a rating and a review on Apple Podcast, would you please do that? I would truly, truly appreciate that. Again, this show is being brought to you by Kingspire Communication where we help leaders like yourself become better at decision-making, relationship management, and work performance so that you can get the results that you're looking for. Higher profit, profitability, higher productivity, and higher engagement, and of course, higher retention of your best people. That's what Kingspire Communication, you can get from Kingspire Communication. Go to kingsleygrant.com. Kingsley, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y, G-R-A-N-T dot com and connect with us. Now, without further ado, would you put your hands together and help me welcome to the show, Mr. Rich Allen. Thank you for joining me on the Kingsley Grant Show, where emotional intelligence and leadership skills intersect. This show is designed for leaders who want to know what works and what doesn't work in today's workplace. Today we have a special guest on the show. His name is Rich Allen. Let me tell you a few things about him and we'll unpack the rest as we go. Rich is a nationally renowned speaker whose primary mission and purpose are focused on one single objective to help business owners engage and activate the power of their team. During his 30-plus years in the industry, he has gathered knowledge and expertise that allows him to inform business leaders on how to energize their team and transform their business into one that is profitable, sustainable, and driven by radically engaged team members in a way that's as easy as riding a bike. Welcome to the show, Rich. How are you doing today, sir? 
Kingsley, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited you are. And so, Rich, the question I ask all my guests, because I want to make sure they know we're speaking to a real person, not a robot. Where in the world is Rich today? <laughs> Kingsley, I'm, uh, I'm in the Dallas, Texas area, actually specifically in Frisco, Texas, mm. up north of Dallas. Frisco, Texas. So if someone should come to Frisco, uh, Rich, what might be a must-do or see and a must-taste that you would recommend? Well, I would tell you, Kingsley, if someone's coming to Frisco, there you must see the new Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters. It's uh, like none other. Uh, you may not be a Dallas Cowboy fan, but you got to see it anyway. It's it's uh, really a cool venue that they built. Uh, you can watch them practice. It's really kind of a neat setup. So you have to do that. And and look, if you're in Texas, you gotta you gotta try Texas barbecue. There there isn't any place in the world that makes barbecue like Texas. And so you just gotta have it while you're here. You know that is so true. I've been to Texas a couple of times in Dallas as well, and. I have been told that, and truly, I really had to say that, you know, it was not just something that was being said, but it's truly a, a place you have to taste the barbecue. And my son also traveled there, and he said, Dad, oh, yeah, it is so. So I, I, I um, put my, my – I second that motion, so I thank you for, for sharing that. And, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, Rich, for me – uh, before I even got into football or, you know, I'm, not, I'm a soccer guy. So when I got into football, um, the Dallas Cowboys and their cheerleaders was what was attractive. And I hope the whole world really knew them by the, their cheerleaders, right? So that was a, the draw of the day. Well, you're right. And it, and it still is a draw, whether you like the Cowboys or not. Um, but here's a, here's a bonus. If you come to Frisco, you can work out at Cowboy Fit, which is a fitness center. Oh. And, oh, by the way, it's where all the cheerleaders work out. So um, <laughs> there's a motivation for you. There you go. And so I can hear all the leaders who are guys who are saying, when can I get my ticket? So, uh, guys, just calm down, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. We have a very important interview to do, so we can talk more about that at the end. So one thing about the Dallas Cowboys, you know, I, I, I know there was a, a coach in the way back when, I think it's um, Landry. Um, Tom Landry. Tom Landry. And, and he was a leader of a kind that was really second to none. He stood out, and there was something about him that I admired from afar. I never met him, and I knew just what I saw uh, and, and on and off the field, and he carried himself a certain way. And I'm thinking that that's a great way for leadership. So as we thought, think about leadership and even, you know, Tom Landry type, when you hear the word leader or leadership, um, Rich, what comes to your mind? Well, you use a great example there, Kingsley, with uh, Tom Landry. You know, Tom uh, possessed this calm, cool character um, attitude. Yet he had a strong vision, and he built a powerful team. But when I think of leadership, I think of cool under pressure, knows where they're going, has a strong, compelling vision for everybody, and he wraps himself or herself with the most powerful team members he can find, he or she can find. Which is one of the things I believe that... Uh is so important for leadership where that person, you know, I think that this, this contrast you just pointed out so 
uh, well, Rich, is that, you know, calm, collected, but yet he had the strength and this vision. And I find in the workplace sometimes that is something that is sometimes missing from some leadership and even business owners that they, they tend to be either one or the other. They have a hard time trying to uh, coalesce both and bring them together. Why do you think that some leaders are have such a hard time being able to do either both and they find themselves having to do one or the other? You know, I think what happens, Kingsley, is oftentimes, you know, people who start businesses or have ideas or visions for businesses, they're very high energy, high motivation, very active oriented. And and that's not necessarily what leadership requires. It is good to have passion and excitement for what you're doing. But far too many times they jump too quickly from one idea to the next rather than being slow and powerful in their approach and allowing time and their team to, to help them get to their, to their destination. Mm. That's very, you know, that's a very insightful um, angle that you're, you're coming from, Rich, because I think that's so true because leaders, especially business owners, tend to have that, their excitement for their, their vision, their excitement for what they're into, and they, they tend to sometimes run too far ahead and too fast ahead, and then they're out there, and I'm wondering, what about the team? So a person that way, how do they engage? How, what are my, some things you would say that they would need to be thinking about when they want to then bring the team with them, engage a team so that they can, you know, get not, not only do their best efforts, but they can get the team to uh, buy into that vision and then support that and actually run with them themselves. What are some things you would suggest that leader might want to think about doing? Well, I think one of the first things that they have to do is they recognize they have to recognize that in order to lead, you have to have people who are willing to follow. And oftentimes, as you said, many entrepreneurs, many folks who are high, highly strung, highly wired, run too fast or, or move too far ahead of their team and leave them behind. So I think one of the things that is critical for a leader to do is to bring the team along with them. It, let them be a part of the decision-making processes. Far too often, the top person in an organization thinks they're the smartest person in the room. And, and frankly, that's a kiss of death. Nobody can do it on their own. And most of us aren't the smartest person in the room. And the more that we could delegate and engage and involve our team in the journey, the faster we can go. You know, that is so key, I believe, so key to this whole idea of leadership. And, you know, I'm curious as I listen to you, Rich, I'm wondering, um, where did you learn all of this? Because I know you've had 30 plus years in the, in the industry and all and working with people, working with different business and teams. But if there's someone that you would say that truly influenced you where these thoughts and ideas and leadership, um, the way you look at leadership, if there's someone who you would give a trophy to, to be that person who have influenced you the way that in such a manner that made you the kind of person you are today through your leadership uh, approach, who might that be and, and why? Yeah, let me, if I could, Kingsley, if I can, may I give out two trophies? Okay, sure. I don't want to, it's not the participation trophy, uh, but there are two people that really did influence kind of the way I think and what I've learned. The first one is my father. Um, and, and just real briefly, I come from a large family. I've got 11 brothers and sisters. 
My dad started his business when he was 36 years old, no education about it, but he had this dream. He wanted to build this business and leave a legacy for his 12 kids. And Kingsley, while he was great at his trade, he was a window washer. He was great at his trade. He had no clue how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And as working with him as a kid, it, it always puzzled me why it was so difficult and so hard. And my dad struggled his entire life. But he's the one who made me really sit up and take notice and say, why is it? He had this dream. He wanted something so badly, yet he didn't know what to do. And no one teaches it. So he kind of got me, he inspired me to take this journey. And then the second trophy I would give is to a, a gentleman named Gary Christensen. He happened to be the CEO of Pella Corporation at the time. Used to work for Jack Welsh at GE. Most people know of Jack Welsh. Yeah. So he's a Jack Welsh protege. But Gary hired me and with the intent, I asked him when he, when we met, would he ever let me run a business? And he said, sure, come prove your stuff and we'll let, we'll let you do that. So he gave me my first opportunity to lead and run a business of my own. And he was the best mentor and leader. And, and basically taught me what it meant to take a team of people and turn them into a powerhouse in a, in a market where we took a, a slow growing, low profit business and turned it into the top of the category, high performance, high profitability business that, that our competitors wanted to buy. Wow. Wow. Thank you for sharing that, um, Rich, because it, it does sound like those uh, individuals truly impacted your, your life and gave you uh, a framework, for, uh, so, so to speak, to really do leadership and run a business. And, and if you were to say two or three things that you have you implemented in the time you were serving as a leader and influencing other people – um, what would you say that comes to the top of the list? Because I think some of my uh, the leaders I work with, uh, um, Rich, sometimes they, they kind of flounder. They don't know exactly what is, and they try this, they try that. And I understand we have to kind of you know do the trial and error idea because sometimes we have to look at our own context, and it may not be true for every context that one size fits all. But there are some kind of best practices I find that some leaders, if they only are able to implement or know about, they could have a better results. So what are two or three things you, you have found and seen probably that would be helpful to that person who's listening right now? Sure. Um, you know, I will tell you, Kingsley, that the, the number one by far is this idea of a bike as a metaphor for a business. Mm. And let me just tell you that how that came about. I, when I had the opportunity to lead this business, <clears throat> they introduced me to the business. We had Probably 200 people were doing about 30 million in revenue in the, for each year. And what I noticed when I went there was one, I didn't, I, I couldn't really communicate with everybody who was in the factory working on the product because they had no clue how the business worked and they thought it was all too complicated. Hmm. And so I had to find a way to communicate to them without talking uh, business speech or without talking like, I was in my MBA class. So I had this idea to take a bicycle and compare every component of a bicycle to a component of a business 
And Kingsley, what I figured out was that a bike is a perfect metaphor for a business. And when I shared that with my team members, all of a sudden, each one of them knew how they fit into the business, how the business worked, because everybody knows how a bike works. Yes. And, and so they could relate to the idea. And so all we did is we talked about business, our business as being a bicycle. And we kept saying, where is the business? Where do we need to tune it up? Where do we need to fix the rub? What's not working really well? And everybody could talk to that. Mm-hmm. And so getting them talking on, on a level that made sense to everybody on the team, I think for me, was the very most impactful thing I could have ever done. You know, uh, you, you're so right when you're talking and just begin to share about the bike as a metaphor. I, I could see myself, Rich, you know, when I was actually trying to help even my own children learn how to ride a bike and as a leader. And number one, I had to make sure, as you mentioned, the bike was in, was in a good tip-top um, condition, so it was tuned up properly. And to make sure that the handle was in uh, was not off, you know, off kilter. So when they're riding, it's not taking them in the wrong direction. So I can see how, even as you're describing that in my own mind, I was able to relate to that. So I think what I'm hearing is having something that can be relatable, where people can actually feel and actually activate the five senses, so to speak. That will be a way for them to engage more because now they're like, okay, I get it. So I think that was a very good thing you did. Um, Rich in helping everyone to come on the same page, but giving them something that is, it's like, you know, so this is like that. And that's the connection I find sometimes when we can take what's out there in our vision and bring it home or close to home where it's like that and a person are able to relate to that. So when they're able to buy into that, how do you then sustain that? So how do you you get them started, you inspire them, you've brought this to their attention. What are some things you can do then to kind of sustain that? Because after a while, you know, you're riding a bike. I mean, okay, it's just riding a bike. So what are some things that leader might want to think about doing? Well, I believe here's one that I'm, I'm a firm believer in, and I believe every business owner ought to find a way to make this work. And that is to let everybody in the business share in the success of the business. So the first thing that we did was we said, look, if you can help us make this bike go better, go faster, you know, if we can grow the business and be more profitable, you're going to win along with the owners of the business. So most too many people are just doing the hard work and they think every business owner is pocketing all the benefit. And, and we've got to change that. We've got to, you know, it, particularly in small business, we have a lot of latitude and a lot of flexibility in that. So I did one quick thing that, that I'll share a quick story because I think it, it was pretty impactful. But we told everybody, look, you get for every dollar of profit, you get 20 cents of it. Mm-hmm. So we said there are 20, 20 percent of all profits with the team. We'll put it in a pool. We'll divide it up between the team. But then the, the magic trick I did was I I brought in. The door, a door, we we were make, manufacturing doors. I brought in a door that we made a lot of and sold a lot of. And I had everybody in the room. I brought the door to the front of the room and I said, who wants to own the door? Mm-hmm. And so one person raised, rose their hand, raised their hand. I gave them the $200 that we sold the door for. And I said, you get to keep everything except for what it costs us to build the door. Mm-hmm. And then I said to everybody else, what do we use to build the door? 
And somebody said, we use glass. And I said, give them $5. And somebody, we use wood. Yeah, give them $3. We have hardware, give them $10. And so we did this for every component of the door. Somebody said, we reworked some doors. I said, yeah, give that person $6.50. And and some people say, we scrapped some doors. Give them $3.30. By the time we got done, the gentleman that was owning the door had 20 cents left. Wow. And I, and, and I said, guys, we make 20 cents on this $200 door. And, and they said, yeah, but the guy down there with the scrap has $6.50. I said, that's right. And he said, the guy with the reworks got $3.75. I said, that's right. And every bit of that we can get back, you get 20% of what we can recapture. And it transformed how they thought about their work. Huh. Very interesting. I, I think, you know, I, I like the fact that it is thinking, th- thinking things through, but also trying to give people a chance to participate in how things, um, you know, it's almost like the transparency idea where you're allowing your team to, to participate in the early stages, let them see what's going on. It's trying to show them as much as possible how this business functions. So I think it's almost like taking them behind this, behind the, the curtain. And I think that was a great idea. I can see how that can sustain a business because now everyone feel like they're on the team. They feel like right. they they have a value. They have something to offer. So I really like that specific way of breaking things down because I, it gives energy and, and synergy really to a team to be able to be a part of that. Wouldn't you say? It, it, it absolutely does. Look far too often, Kingsley, we, we, we tend to hoard the information we have about our business. We're afraid that if we share it, someone's going to use it against us. Hmm. And that fear basically keeps us from sharing information in a way that others can help us make it better. And so I think we just have to get over the fear. Hmm. And because there may be one or two people that may want to do harm, but I'd rather engage the 20, 30, 40 people who say, wow, now that I know that, here's what I'm going to go do to make that better. And if we could just get that mindset that, that look, we if the more we share, we, we all know that. Look, that's why as leaders, that's why we run our own business. Because we felt like we were in the dark when we worked for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so don't why would we ever do that to someone that works on our team? Share with them what's going on in the business. Be real. Be transparent. And ask them, engage them, involve them in finding a better solution. People are wicked smart mm. when we put them to a task. Hmm. You know, I, I really see where this idea, this, uh, you know, your phrase being radically engaged now comes and makes sense because I could see how that could radically transform a workplace, radically transform a team. From where, as you describe in your own experience, taking a team from where they were to where they, you know, to becoming this, this, you know, uh, force to be reckoned with. So I can see that radical transformation occurring because people feel valued. They feel as if you are, in a sense, um, affirming them as somebody who is important in this 
spokes, you know, the wheels, so to speak, right? Each of the, the wheel has these spokes inside there. And every spoke is valuable because you get one of those spokes in the wheel off and, and bent or whatever. That wheel is having a hard time, especially that bicycle, right? So I'm hearing is aligning everyone into to fit just right and be tuned in right. And when they are that way, I can see how radical transform that place could become. It 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 matters. It it's huge. It's the differentiator, and you can see it even today in our in in this economy that we're in. That's kind of messed up because of what's going on in our world. Those businesses that are really surviving and and doing well are those where the team members are actively involved in how to how to best serve the customer, even though we're in a difficult situation. Those where the business owner is sitting back thinking, okay, now I got to come up with a new idea to be able to make this business work. They're struggling. You see it everywhere. Mm. You know, what I like about something that I saw uh, on your website, and, and by the way, if you, if you are listening and interested to see about what I'm, I'm going to mention here, you can go to tourdeprofit.com. That's T-O-U-R-D-E. P-R-O-F-I-T.com, like Tour de France, so TourDeProfit.com. And what I saw there, um, Rich, was the fact that a business leader, these ideas, which you're just kind of touching on and whetting our appetite with, allow that business owner to, even if he or she is not there, knowing that the, the business is in, a, is in hands that are very much invested to the overall welfare of the company as they would as an owner so they can go away on a vacation they can be sick they don't have to actually be tied so much to the business once they can implement these ideas so i really like the fact that that's one of the goals you have in helping leaders to be able to truly lead and develop other leaders rather than be kind of you know get bogged down in the mundane things of life so i really like the fact that that's one of the objectives of what you do in helping other business owners Right. I, Kingsley, I think that's that's one of the most important things. Look, the reason we own a business, the reason people step up and say, I'm going to start my own business is that they can so that they can enjoy their life so that they can, their business will support their life. Far too often, people who own businesses get stuck in their business because they've got to be there every day. They've got to open up. They've got to check all the cash receipts. They've got to they've got to check all the product. They've got to be involved in all the details of the business. Well, the only way you can get away from that is to involve and engage your team in a way that that they're so inspired to make your business successful that you could be gone enjoying your life, doing the things that matter more, working in the missions that that you're so passionate about, and they're enjoying the work of serving your customers. That's the goal of owning a business in my mind. You know, I could see how this becomes like, you know, and thanks for sharing that, Rich, because I could see you're building a business. And I like the phrase you also use in you know, a bulletproof business, because this is like helping that leader to know that, hey, you are creating something that is almost like hard to penetrate with the isms and schisms and all the different things that could easily overtake uh, a business. So you have, um, Rich, put together a video series that kind of outlines some of these very same things called Build a Bulletproof Business. Can you tell, tell us a little bit more about that and how can people access that information? Sure. Yeah, that was, you know, a few months ago when the middle of this pandemic that we're in, in I, I thought to myself, there's 
there are going to be a lot of business owners who struggle through this. And there are going to be a lot of people in addition to that who work for someone who just got either furloughed or let go or now working from home. And they decide now's the time for me to start my own business. So I took the month of June and said I was going to just pour out everything that I teach. And I was going to put that into a 22 session video course that outlines every element of the bike and everything we need to do to build a bulletproof business. And so I, I did that. I created it. It's on my website. You can find it at the top of my website. You'll find a link that says challenge and it's my 2020 challenge. If you want to open a business, if you want to reinvent your business this year, here's, here are 22 real hands-on practical tips and pieces of advice for you to use to make that happen. So it's there for anybody who, who has the interest to do it. And I want to add, as you've heard, is it's a free video series. I mean, come on, how, how, what more could you ask for? I mean, here is this man who have the knowledge, 30 plus years, have grown business, have taught others, have coached and consulted with and spoken really, you know, both nationally and internationally about these very ideas and is offering this to you. So I want to just encourage you, don't, don't walk, run to the website at www.tordprofit, T-O-U-R-D-E, profit.com and you'll see as rich have mentioned the the link just to the challenge just click on that and you'll be told what else what to do there so i would appreciate you making that available uh, rich and also if you want if you're on facebook make sure you connect with rich he is at facebook.com slash rich i mean r-i-c-h-b-i-z-c-o-a-c-h rich biz coach so it's facebook.com slash rich biz coach and you can access and connect with him there as well because you want to make sure you're seeing more of what he's saying because we only we only scratch the barely scratch the surface there's so much more we could have talked about because we don't have of course all day so i wanted to have rich just give you a taste an appetizer and um this is this you know it's it's better this is better than barbecue okay this is better than barbecue <laughs> so go and taste of this and you will have you'll want some more so rich we're coming down towards the end of our interview here and i i really um truly just as i said scratch the surface and i know i could have asked a number of other questions but i just wanted to think of this any one last thing you may want to say that i may not have asked that you think that our audience might need to hear and then we can say our goodbye. But I want to say thank you th- for taking the time, really, to kind of un- download this rich, you know, no pun here, rich uh, information for us that we can actually, you know, kind of um, chomp on this morning or today. No, Kingsley, I, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. And, and, and you do a fantastic job of, of what you do. And I, I applaud you for it. You know, I, I will just say this. Um, the reason I did the course, the reason I do what I do is because my dad struggled until the day he died trying to make his business work and he never figured it out. And very honestly, I don't think that's necessary. I think any business owner ought to have access to the tools and the, and the understanding that they need to be able to build a business and live their dream. And that's what this is all about. So I'm not trying to sell anything with that course. You'll find when you get there, 
It's I'm just giving it away because honestly, there are a lot of people that need it. And I don't want anybody to struggle like my dad did. Mm. Rich, thank you for that. And that's really a legacy that you're carrying, you're carrying on for your dad. And I do appreciate that because, you know, because of him, we have you. And I think that, uh, you are able to so well, to articulate so well these ideas for us in the business world as leaders to be able to become better and also finish strong. And I thank you for even sharing about your dad. And so I really, um, with this in mind, say a big thank you for your time and um, your knowledge and expertise in sharing with us today on the show. Exactly. Thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. And there you have it, my friend. Didn't I tell you? Promise made, promise kept. Hey, I would love for you to share with us what you found most helpful from listening to this episode today. And I would highly encourage you, beg you, (laughs) highly encourage you to share this with someone else one other leader, one other person that you know could benefit from this information because I believe it was well done and Rich gave us tons of information packed into a 30-minute or so podcast episode. So thank you for doing that. And my friend, make certain that when this show is posted, on the social media platforms, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever else you find it, comment on it. Ask a question. And especially LinkedIn or on Facebook where you can find Rich and myself. Of course, we're on other platforms as well, but we're more frequent there. So you could connect with us there if that's a platform of choice for you, which I believe you should be on LinkedIn anyway because you're in business and a great business platform is LinkedIn. Make sure you comment, ask us questions, and may let us conv- continue the conversation there as well. My friend, thank you so very much for listening. All the links mentioned in this podcast episode will be in the notes that accompanies this show, so make certain that you avail yourself to them and connect with Rich, as we suggested earlier on. With that said, my friend, we've come to the end. I need to put the show back into the vault. So here we go. Let's put the show safely back into the vault. Here we go. There it is. Now that the show is safely tucked away into the vault, I can now safely exit the command center of the Immortelligent Leadership Institute and say my goodbye. With that said, my friend, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.